eternal, righteous, and visible Father in heaven. We thank you for giving us this wonderful blessing and privilege of life. Now, dear Lord, we ask that you will take our lives and consecrate it to yourself and to your service. Of our own selves, we will tend towards evil. But if you abide in us, we know that our lives shall be the simple outworking of your will and shall be a source of joy in heaven. Therefore, Lord, we pray, grant us of your spirit and abide in us. As we go through your words, Lord, may your words abide in us and through that, Lord, your spirit also abiding in us. Grant us understanding. Put your words in our mouth that we will speak blessings to all who would listen to us. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, July 27. The Secret of Holiness. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. No man receives holiness as a birthright or as a gift from any other human being. Holiness is the gift of God through Christ. Those who receive the Savior become sons of God. They are his spiritual children, born again, renewed in righteousness and true holiness. Their minds are changed. With clearer vision, they behold eternal realities. They are adopted into God's family, and they become conformed to his likeness changed by his spirit from glory to glory. From cherishing supreme love for self, they come to cherish supreme love for God and for Christ. Accepting Christ as a personal savior and following his example of self-denial. This is the secret of holiness. Holiness is not rapture. It is the result of surrendering all to God. It is living by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is doing the will of our Heavenly Father. It is trusting in God in trial, believing in His promise in the darkness as well as in the light. Religion is to walk by faith as well as by sight trusting in God with all confidence and resting in his love. Sanctification is a state of holiness without and within, being holy and without reserve, the Lord's, not in form but in truth. Every impurity of thought, every lustful passion separates the soul from God. For Christ can never put his robe of righteousness upon a sinner to hide his deformity. There must be a progressive work of triumph over evil, of sympathy with good, a reflection of the character of Jesus. We must walk in the light, which will increase and grow brighter 
unto the perfect day. This is real substantial growth, which will finally attain to the full stature of men and women in Jesus Christ. Conformity to the likeness of Christ's character, overcoming all sin and temptation, walking in the fear of God, setting the Lord continually before us will bring peace and joy on earth and ensure us pure happiness in heaven. Amen. The title of our devotion is The Secret of Holiness. In the past three days, we have been looking at holiness in connection with the Word of God. And we have seen how the Word of God is necessary in order for us to be sanctified and consequently to be holy perfect in the eyes of God, partakers of the divine nature. As we looked at it yesterday, we realized that in order for us to be sanctified and holy, we must be chewing and feeding on the word of God. We must have the indwelling Christ, Christ abiding in us. And what does it mean for Christ to abide in us? It simply means that we chew his word chewing the word as it as we are talking of here means that we are always studying his word it should be dwelling in us remember the reading from desire of ages page 677 paragraph one it says it is through the word that christ abides in his followers this is the same vital union that is represented by eating his flesh and drinking his blood the words of christ are spirit and life Receiving them, you receive the life of the vine. You live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The life of Christ in you produces the same fruits as in Him. Living in Christ, adhering to Christ, supported by Christ, drawing nourishment from Christ, you bear fruit after the similitude of Christ. End of quote. That's a reminder for us. And if that is what we can take with us, it will be a wonderful blessing that abiding in Christ is what I need in order to attain to sanctification and holiness continually. And that simply means allowing his words to abide in me. So if I can study the word of God, it is through that word that I will attain to holiness that the Lord will help me to be a partaker of the divine nature. But once more, I will just want to read some things to explain further from these writings the meaning of holiness. What I will be reading is all from the book Christian Service, page 235, but you can find it in other places which I will quote to. From Christ Subject Lessons, page 48 and 49, we are told, True holiness is wholeness in the service of God. This is the condition of true Christian living. Christ asks for an unreserved consecration, for undivided service. He demands the heart, the mind, the soul, the strength. Self is not to be cherished. He who lives to himself is not a Christian. Hmm. And what is the secret of holiness? Here, first of all, we see what holiness is. 
it is wholeness in the service of god indeed as i look at my own life perhaps yours too i see that there is the service of god but not wholeness wholeness in the service of god means that heart soul mind and strength is given to the service of god it is not to be sometimes some of the heart some of the strength some of the mind and some of the soul is given to god that is not holiness it is only when all of the heart all of the soul all of the mind and all of the strength is given to god that one can say that that is holiness and sanctification and the barrier for us to achieve this we will talk about soon it was already written there but i want to read another definition or understanding of what holiness is not and what it is as we saw in our devotion i'm also reading here in acts of the apostles the acts of the apostles a book called the acts of the apostles page 51 or like i said you can still find it in christian service page 235 paragraph 5 it is not a conclusive evidence that a man is a christian because he manifests spiritual ecstasy under extraordinary circumstances holiness is not rapture it is an entire surrender of the will to god it is living by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god it is doing the will of our heavenly father it is trusting god in the light it is walking by faith it is trusting god in trial in darkness as well as in the light it is walking by faith and not by sight it is relying on god with unquestioning confidence and resting in his love end of quote of course we also saw that in our devotion our high calling page 214 paragraph 4 one thing that we will see in common in these readings is that there is something that is a barrier to us achieving holiness and that is self now read from the book desire of ages page 249 and page 250 says the first thing to be learned by all who would become walkers together with god is the lesson of self-distrust then they are prepared to have imparted to them the character of christ of course which is holiness this is not to be gained through education in the most scientific schools it is the fruit of wisdom that is obtained from the divine teacher alone end of quote the secret of holiness is self-abnegation self-denial in all this that's what we see if holiness is wholeness in the service of god and that is that all our mind soul strength and our might is given over to god the only thing that will stop any human being from giving all completely surrendering to god is self and that is why we see in our high calling page 214 paragraph 3 accepting christ as a personal savior and following his example of self-denial this is the secret of holiness very short statement but yet 
for lack of this we lack that holiness and lack of what accepting christ as a personal savior and following his example of self-denial indeed there are many who have accepted christ as personal savior many many who have, have done that but what really lacks is following his example of self-denial so let us look at that example of self-denial and compare it with our lives to understand where we can correct ourselves so that we are not half-hearted in the service of god so that we are not three-quarter-hearted in the service of god or almost wholly given to the service of god but not completely given to the service of god with our heart soul mind and strength because self has reserved some strength for itself self has reserved some of the soul and mind and might for itself so that we cannot be what god wants us to be so what was the principle that christ functioned on he lived by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god and i tell you when you do that you are wholly given to the service of god and what does it mean to live by every word that means for every act and every thought and every word you say it must be justified by the word of god and not condemned by the word of god so when we come to a place where we can review every action we want to take and understand this thing i am saying right now is not condemned by the word of god this thing i am doing now in fact the word asked me to do it and what i am actually thinking of in my mind is con- is not condemned but justified by the word of god when we can every step of the way moment by moment evaluate ourselves and make decisions based on god's word even in the smallest matters then we are wholly given to the service of god and our heart soul mind and strength is given over to him i want to mention something there are some little things in the word of god that people think that they can they can bypass little things I would have loved to give some examples but just think about those little things you think in your mind that is not relevant in your mind you think that is inconsequential sometimes they throw it away into tradition of the past and say oh it was written for them in those days it was because of the culture of the time it was because of their own way of understanding things that's why they were behaving that way and that's why they brought about that injunction it is true that the bible is to be studied contextually and also to understand the times but then it is not good to say that something that applies to you but just because self is reserving some strength some might some soul some of the mind for itself it then tells lies and starts to deceive itself and say that something that applies to him is only applying to those of those days let me give some examples when it comes to things like tithing people quarrel over it and say no we are not supposed to do it today whereas the bible is clear on that issue when it comes to things like the fourth commandment clearly we know that it is not a cultural thing it is something that was instituted since genesis 1 the resting of god on the 7th day 
people want to throw that away into the into the river and say oh jesus died on the cross therefore it's thrown away the commandments of god stand still today my brother and sister you can throw that away you throw it away and you'll be found guilty condemned by the word of god because your life is not in line with it and then that is not even a small matter you are the one who is judging it to be a small matter when it comes to issues of dress the same thing comes up God said in Deuteronomy 22 verse 5, he talked about it being an abomination when we have this cross-dressing. But in the mind of men, throw it away. Even when you go to Leviticus 18, Romans 1, reading from verse 29 downward, that condemns homosexuality and the LGBT lifestyle, there are still some who would say light matter, simple issue, small matter, it doesn't apply to us. Everyone picks a passage and says it doesn't apply to us. 1 Corinthians 11, talking about the conduct of women and men. As we see in the book of Revelation chapter 4, the beasts, the four beasts, the 24 elders, they threw their crowns on the ground when in the presence of, of the Almighty God, meaning that they cannot be crowned, they cannot have that crown on their head when God is in their presence. There is only one king. And in that same principle in 1 Corinthians 11, we are told that men should ensure that there is nothing on top of their head when they are in the presence of God in prayer and in prophesying. Nothing should be on their head. Today, people will throw that away. Whereas Paul says in the book of 1 Corinthians 11 that he is not saying it as a cultural issue. He said because of the angels, that is why we must remove whatever is on our head as men. He said also that this is not his personal opinion, but rather it is a commandment given from God. And yet people want to take it as a light matter and also for the women having something to cover their head. They see it as small issues, but look, holiness is to live by every word of God. Don't reserve some part of your strength and might and soul for self to manifest itself because what is making us to take these passages and throw them away into the past and say it doesn't apply to us is because self has not yet been denied and that is the secret of holiness self-denial and then going beyond throwing away some bible passages even if you accept everything in the word of god then some we still struggle with bad habits we struggle with addictions the reason we struggle with besetting sins. What's the reason? The reason is because self has not been denied. The principle for Jesus in his life, he said, I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. Psalms chapter 40 verse 8. Jesus was so submissive to his father that he denied himself so much that his own desires, he did not perform it. He had things to say and things to do that he did not do. Why? Because the Father had not told him to do it. John chapter 8, reading from verse 12, from verse 25 rather, in his conversation with the Pharisees, listen to what Jesus said. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. 
I would say it this way. I speak to the world only those things which I have heard of him. Jesus said, I have my own will, my desire, self. I want to, there are things I have to judge of you and things I want to say about you. But I will not say them. Why? Because the Father is only the things he permits me or gives me to say that I would say. How many of us can really say that? And how does Jesus know what the Father has told him to say? By every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. That was what Jesus was living by. Only what he hears the Father says that he says. Only hear what he, only what he hears the Father tells him to do that he does. And that's how we are supposed to live. How do you know? You would say, oh, Jesus was hearing directly from the Father. He studied the word. Through the word, Jesus knew what to say and what to do. And he would only say the things that the Father permitted him to say. And we must deny self. I'm reading this so that we can understand that Jesus had his desire. He denied self. When he was in Gethsemane, you could see that he had his own desire. And he prayed for his own desire to be fulfilled, but yet left himself in the hands of the Father and said, Not my will, but thine be done. And that is why we see the secret in Jesus' life was that submission that self-denial and that's why he said matthew chapter 16 i think reading from verse 27 if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me that is the secret to following christ self-denial matthew chapter 16 verse 24 if any man will be holy because that is what it means to come after Christ. If we will attain, if we will be sanctified, if we will get that divine nature, we must learn to deny ourselves of our personal desires. We want to dress this way, but the Word says dress this way. You want to keep this particular day holy, but the Word says no, it's the seventh day that is holy. You want to eat this, but the Word says no, eat that. You want to say this and entertain and engage in this particular activity. But the word says this is the kind of activity you should engage in. We must learn to say no to self. We must learn to deny self. I who am speaking, I'm still learning these things because like I said earlier, there's, there needs to be that wholeness which I do not see. It has to be the whole heart, soul mind and strength given over to God and once it has been given over you will not have any other heart and soul and mind and strength to give to self because all of it has been given to God and what does that mean really in reality that means that the strength will not be given to any other thing that does not glorify God how do you give all your heart soul mind and strength to God by employing them in things that the word of God enjoins and refusing to employ it in anything that is not in line with the word of God that's simply what it means to love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and that's what it means to be sanctified and to be holy wholeness in the service of God that's simply what it means so today after this devotion you I anyone may have a temptation that wants to give its time because that's what it means to give your strength and heart and soul to give your time to something 
that is not in line with the word of God. And what do we do? Deny self and say, no, I have already said I will give all my heart, soul, mind and strength to God. Therefore, I cannot give it to this activity. I cannot give my words because your words is part of your strength, soul, mind, heart. You cannot give your words and say things that is not going to glorify God because I have decided to give everything to the Lord, to love Him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Then I have no heart, soul, mind, and strength to give to this activity, to use to say these words, to think these thoughts because my time is being given to something else and all my time is supposed to be given to God. By the way, let no one take this off on a tangent to mean that you are not supposed to work. The, the word of God says, six days shall thou live and do all your work. Of course, the work must be one that the Lord has ordained to be good. So when you are working and giving your time to your business and secular activity, God says you should work and therefore you are not doing anything wrong. But you must ensure that while working, you must be abiding in Christ. And in the way you conduct your work, it must be in a way that the word of God enjoins. Thereby, thereby you are doing what the word of God says. And achieving holiness on a daily basis in your activities by the day. Even in your business. Ensure that it's conducted according to what proceeds out of the mouth of God. And deny yourself your activities my brothers and sisters the lord wants to bless us and help us with this i pray that as we have heard the holy spirit will um, impress these things in our hearts clearly and give us power power is what we need we need power to deny self because self is very strong we need power to say no to self and i pray that we shall get that power to give our hearts and mind and strength over to god and not have any to serve ourselves. Amen. Since the secret of holiness is self-denial, having a self-denying life, it must then mean that one, we engage into a battle with ourselves. Ourself Desire, our desires, our opinions, passions, and things which we want that are not in line with God's word, we must then battle with them. And secondly, we must also accept that God's ways are better than our ways. As for battling or engaging in the warfare, the Bible will promise us in Second Corinthians 10 verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. We must be faithful watchmen, sentinels, guarding the thoughts that come from within and from without and processing them with the word of God to make sure that this conforms to the character of God. It also means we are not going to be petting ourselves or being sensitive to things we hear, sensitive I mean 
sensitive to correction or the evaluation of the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin. So if the Holy Spirit lives in us, he will be telling you and myself, this is this way, this is in line with the word of God or this is not. And we, shall, we should have the mind to quickly accept or to give up. So it's a battle. But God has promised that he will help us in this battle. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, to be able to deny ourselves again, we need to accept that God's ways are better. This is the reason why it's difficult for those who may be highly educated or who are rich. Like Jesus would say, it would be hard for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God. How difficult. This is the reason here being that it's hard for those who may have intellectual capacity or who are rich to accept that God's ways are better than their ways. For they have tried some things and they have succeeded in life. So for someone to come and tell them, um, do this and do that, it will be like uh, it's, it, you're trying to say, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't, I'm not wise enough. But we have to accept God's ways better than our ways so that it will not have any conflict of interest when the Holy Spirit or when the Word of God is directing us on a better course. Isaiah 55 verse 8 For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. If God's ways are better and higher, the one who made the whole universe and the one who made man to dwell in it, if his ways are better, it is then necessary for us to always surrender wholeheartedly without um, confusion, without fear. In the reading of High Corinthians 2 1 4, paragraph 4, it says, Holiness is not rapture. It is the result of surrendering all to God. It is living by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. It is doing the will of our Heavenly Father. It is trusting God in trial, believing in His promise in the darkness as well as in the light. Religion is to walk by faith as well as by sight, trusting in God with all confidence and resting in his love so we will accept god's ways when we have this kind of mindset when we believe that his ways are better and that he loves us too in whatever we are going through and that's why even in job's darkest hour that in, in his adversity he still trusted god i know my redeemer live it it will help us to keep ourselves together job could have cursed god because of the difficulty he was going through but he didn't do so. He had trust in God. He was still holy, even though he was passing through trial. And when he was also in prosperity, he did not think himself to be wiser. He did not think himself to be smarter. When he was receiving the promotions, he did not say himself, well now, I think I, I have done better. Same with Daniel. Though he was promoted, he still remained holy. He still had his prayers because the word of God commands him to pray. The word of God commands us to pray. He still had his studies of the Bible. So we need to rest in the fact that God's ways are better, wiser, 
and then the bible promises us in the book of psalms 119 verse 165 great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them there is peace in trusting in god there is peace in walking in holiness the last paragraph says conformity to the likeness of christ's character overcoming all sin and temptation walking in the fear of god setting the lord continually before us will bring peace and joy on earth and ensure us pure happiness in heaven you have a conscience free devoid of accusation a conscience void of offense because you're walking in the way of god and that's why in trial and adversity we should maintain and ensure that our hearts are right with god and you have the peace that passes all understanding you have that kind of peace jesus had standing before caiaphas even though he was accused once you're sure once we are sure our ways are upright before god may god grant us his peace and help us to desire his ways all our lives we pray in christ's name amen let us pray loving father in heaven we want to be holy we want to be your children therefore we ask please do for us what we cannot do for ourselves come and walk with us o lord many of us do not understand ourselves so even trace from cause to effect and understand why we do what we do and where self is having the supremacy over us our thoughts are still engaged in things that are not in accordance with your word we struggle to accept your word and after accepting it we still struggle to put it in practice because self is alive self is ruling we are not sanctified because we have impure thoughts impure actions our words are not in harmony with what is justified by your word we come to you in this state now we ask cleanse us purify us sanctify us walk with us show us our errors show us our sins and especially the cause then walk with us oh lord to give us power power to put away evil from our lives power to be like jesus and deny self and say and do and think only that which the father has told us to say only that which proceeds from the mouth of god that our thoughts actions and words will be in harmony with your will and indeed we will be partakers of the divine nature every one of us who are listening have different peculiarities and struggles we are going through lord meet us at the point of our needs as different as our situations are we know that you have the power to do it for us therefore lord please do it and take the glory thank you for hearing and answering our prayers in jesus name i've prayed amen <music>